0: Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. You're listening to Mike Miller. This is Talking Money. So glad to have you with us today, especially if you are a new listener to Talking Money either the radio show or the podcast. We welcome those listeners uh, to us from the Charlotte, North Carolina area, and just glad to have you with us. If you've got a question that you want to call in live, you can call 877-235-9405 during the live program between 10 and 11 every Saturday morning, or virtually every Saturday morning. got a few Saturdays that I take off, but virtually here live every Saturday morning. Or if you are listening to this as a podcast and have a question you're just dying to ask, So you can send that to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. If you want to listen to the former shows that we've got, some other information that you might want to learn about, go to TalkingMoneyRadio, TalkingMoneyRadio.com. So we have a lot of uh, shows that we've done that have been recorded and posted there by different topics, so chronologically and by different topics. So I urge you to take advantage of that today we're talking about scams we don't want you to be scammed we, this is not a scam but of course how do you believe somebody that's scamming you that says no this is not a scam so nobody uh, nobody that's scamming you is going to say i'm scamming you and you can believe me trust me i'm honest as so the more somebody talks about that the more suspicious you ought to be so be careful with that so back in 2018 uh, mitch anthony wrote an article he had written one that talked about how he had been conned. And in the follow-up article, several people responded to, to his article talking about some of their experiences that they had when they were conned. So I'd love to hear yours. I'm not trying to get you to fess up on something that you were conned about, but maybe you had one that you were almost conned about or somebody tried to con you and you were able to foil that and not be taken advantage of. So that's 877-235-9405, or send your story to mike at com. So one of the respondents said that he didn't lose personally a lot of money, but his parents did, $900,000. So the year was 1991, so it goes back a little bit, but you know the bad guys never change. So when it hit the fan, dad and mom were only 57, 58 at the time. Life savings, working two jobs most of his life. And mom rearing four children, managing the expenses, no debt, real savers. You know the story. Dad started confiding in his banker's son at the time, me. That was not me, but the writer. When I was age 34, interest rates of the bank were 8%. Now, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) But he was getting 15% from, quote, unquote, Melvin. I kept asking him why Melvin had to pay so much more than the bank. Couldn't he get all the funds he wanted at 10%, 11%? Dad's reply was that Melvin could afford to do it. I did get Dad's attention along the way, and with a joint meeting with Melvin, confronted him with several requests that caused him to be very defensive. We walked out of his office, and Dad said, Son, what do you think? I said, Dad, it's all over. He's a crook. We went straight to the district attorney's office. Anyway, all funds were gone. Mom died first at age 72. Dad died at age 77. Both of them too young, and each suffered physical health and emotional consequences from this event. If there's any irony in this saga, the smooth-talking Melvin was eventually locked up, and after one year in prison, he died in prison from tongue-throat cancer. Well, I'm age 61 now, and those memories, lessons are very vivid. But like I said, you know the story all too well. Uh, I'll certainly reach out to lawmakers in North Carolina, he says. That was written by John Collins. This was back in uh, February 2018 when this article was written in Investment and Financial uh, Advisor magazine. So that was, that was one story. There was another story. That, uh, um, well, anyway, he finishes the article. Uh, let me read this other one. He said, um, so when I began a career in financial services, as other writer says, I worked for an independent insurance agency that was out to save the world from the evils of whole life insurance. We used company X for our solution provider and replaced people's expensive and underinsured whole life policies with term and then helped them invest the rest. This agency gave me some of the best training I've ever received in client-centered sales. About 10 years ago, I got a call from one of the founders of that agency that his former co-founder was going to prison for embezzling about $9 million from his clients, also offering them promissory notes for an investment in his own firm. His clients, get a load of this, his clients were lifelong friends, and he was in his 60s at the time. He eventually served seven years in prison, But that didn't help the people he swindled, some non-English-speaking Lithuanians from his Chicago neighborhood. He was Lithuanian and played on this to gain the confidence and their money. And you know what? I thought he was one of the most honest people I had ever met. I worked with him for seven years and he was an amazing guy, but I have no sympathy for him. How someone can swindle a 40-plus year friend, numerous elderly couples who gave him everything, etc., etc., I will never understand. He starts, the. Uh, Ant- Mitch Anthony finishes the article, Any of us could get fooled, and some of us have. I would be careful about saying it could never happen to me. Best to be skeptical with any investment proposition and be sure the person offering the idea and the idea itself both demonstrate high principles. If a lot of learned, learned, competent, and noteworthy citizens have been cleaned out, What hope does this leave for those unlearned and overlooked? We must do what we can to protect them. So that's a couple examples again of real life examples of people who have fallen prey to to scam artists or uh, investment people. You know, we've all heard and said how many times, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. But then when we hear something... And it's coming from someone that we've known for 40 years. They've been friends for 40 years. Why would they be telling me something that would not be good for me? And then we find out, wow, yes, they are telling me something that's not good for me. So then uh, back just a few months ago, I got an email. I get regular emails from the Social Security Administration. And the title of this email, so it perked my interest, and so I, I printed it and held it for such a day as this. When we can talk about scams all at once. Some Social Security Administration, the article is entitled, Protect Yourself from Social Security Scams. I could have found the same type of article about Internal Revenue Service scams. Happens all the time where people say they're calling from Social Security office or they're calling from the Internal Revenue Service. Uh, Sometimes they're calling, like this other lady was, they think their grandson's calling from prison, and, and that's really not the case. So he says uh this article says scammers are pretending to be government government employees. Scammers will try to scare you and trick you into giving them your personal information and money. They may threaten you or your family and may demand immediate payment to avoid arrest or other legal action. I've had some I've had some uh, calls like that myself where somebody calls and says, "Whoa, what's going on? I uh I, I, I'm gonna put you guys in prison. So some of the times I will play along with that. I have fun doing that sometimes when I answer those calls, and I, I act scared. I act like, oh, what, what's going on here? And I try to act them think that they're they're they're, they're winning here. So uh, and that's not the that's not the case. What they say, don't don't be fooled. If you receive a suspicious call, hang up. Number one, do not give them money. Or personal information. I think that's one of the key things for any of these things is don't give personal information. Because that's what they... They can't get anything from just your phone number and just talking to you and having your name. That's readily available information. But they can get... If they if they get passwords, if they get account numbers and things like that, you just don't want to give them things like that. And I've gotten a few emails like that that... Uh, Looked looked like they were scams. I thought, well, this can't be coming from Capital One or some other uh, organization, uh, firm that I may use. So I would contact the company and and say, hey, is this legitimate? And so sometimes I find out, yes, that's legitimate. Most times you find out, no, we are not sending that out. Uh, This is a regular scam that we have people getting all the time. They're calling us about this. So it's something that you want to be careful about. So Social Security Administration says, hang up, do not give them personal information, report the scam at oig.ssa.gov, oig.ssa, for Social Security, ssa.gov. So it says, what to look out for, they say. The call or email says there's a problem with your Social Security number or account. Or someone asks you to pay a fine or a debt with retail gift cards, wire transfers, prepaid debit cards, internet currency, uh, like Bitcoin, or by mailing cash. Scammers pretend they're from Social Security or another government agency. Caller ID or documents sent by email may look official, but they are not. And usually if you look at the, the actual email and you, you may see part of the email that looks like the company, but then you'll see a whole bunch of other things in there that don't look right. That means it's not coming from that company. And then callers may threaten you with an arrest or other legal action. So here Social Security says may call you in some situations, which I, I think is rare, but they will never, they say, threaten you. They will never suspend your Social Security number. They will never demand immediate payment from you. They will never require payment by cash gift card, prepaid debit card, or wire transfer. And they never ask for gift card numbers over the phone or to wire or mail cash. So if you receive, they say, if you receive a questionable call, hang up and report it. There again, dot dot governor G-O-V. Don't be embarrassed, they say, to report a financial loss or sharing information. Learn more at oig.ssa.gov dot dot forward slash scam and of course share this information with others it says which is what i just did so i just shared all this information to you but you can go all go to oig dot ssa oig.ssa.gov dot forward slash scam if you want even more information about that 877-235-9405 is the direct line to the studio 800 588 is the number if you want to get more information about working with an advisor that shares your values and biblical worldview. We'll be back with more of Talking Money in just a few minutes. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, Free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and in the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, The Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. You're listening to Mike Miller. This is Talking Money. So glad you're with us today. We're talking about scams today and trying to make sure that you don't get uh, taken by any of those smart people out there that are trying to take your money when they shouldn't be trying to take your money. We don't want them doing that. So there was an article back in January. Bob Carlson wrote in his retirement watch. I've been reading Bob Carlson for, for decades now. And He generally has some pretty good basic information that, um, that I think we need to know about. So one of the articles he wrote this, this January was entitled, Unveiling the One Best Way to Avoid Financial Scams, Fraud, and Abuse. So, of course, that caught my answer. So what's the one best way to do that? So he says uh, he says dramatically, reduce dramatically the probability that you'll be taken advantage of either the strangers or people you're close to. So the conventional wisdom he says is that older people and I agree with this older people are more likely to be victims of financial scams, fraud, and abuse because of the reduced cognitive functions. Of course he's quick to remind us that that doesn't mean that's not the same as developing dementia, or Alzheimer's, and things like that. It's just the brain isn't as nimble as it used to be as we as we age." He says a little later, to be less vulnerable, the conventional wisdom says, we must find ways to compensate for reduced cognitive function. But there are problems with this line of thought, he says. Different people age at different rates. Some people in their uh, their 60s and 70s are just as sharp as they were in their 30s. Others have reduced cognitive function at younger ages. Also, fraud victims are in all age groups. Older people are targeted more, perhaps because on average they have more money than younger people. I think that's probably a bigger reason. But younger adults functioning at high levels aren't immune from falling prey to scam artists. There's some research that concludes as people age, they become more open and trusting. Some researchers believe that that's because the brain changes in some people as they age. Other research shows that in the post-middle age years, people are more likely to be content and optimistic and that could make them less likely to be suspicious of others. Yet newer research, later in the article, newer research found that older people with no signs of changes in their brain or reduced cognitive functions still were victims of financial fraud and abuse. All right, so let's, let's hear what this one best way is. The victims tend to have some level of social isolation and even loneliness. In particular, they don't discuss their finances or financial decisions with people who are close to them and trusted. Or they have these discussions with only one person and no one else, and that one person takes advantage of them. In fact, some research says that over half of fraud and abuse losses were caused by a relative or friend. And I've heard that before, so I'll repeat that. Some research says that over half, I think it maybe even more than half, half of fraud, way over half of fraud and abuse losses were caused by a relative or friend or somebody that has gained your confidence. I've heard of caregivers that gain your confidence and because of that they're able to start you know, you give them more more flexibility to buy things for you using your credit card, your debit card and things like that and then they start taking skimming off some of that money for themselves and you are no wiser for it it's important to have more than one person who can discuss important financial decisions with you he says avoid isolation this i think was very interesting so his main reason the main way to reduce dramatically the probability that you'll be taken advantage of he says is avoiding isolation so he's discussed this before, but he says a book that was written, uh, Combating Financial Fraud, written by NFL Hall of Fame quarterback Fran Tarkenden. And most of you listening to me remember Fran Tarkenden. He, uh, form, a, form a team, he says in his book, form a team of at least four trusted people. Now some of you may have a hard time finding four trusted people. Well, I say at least two trusted people. Tarkenden says, they should know about your finances and be consulted before all significant decisions. Above all, avoid making decisions in isolation. And at the end of the article he says isolation and loneliness are widespread among older people. It is important that you maintain and build social contacts through the years and you should have people with whom you can discuss money matters. So the lady who whose father whose mother died and the father was living by himself. And he was writing checks and then kept writing checks, even though he'd already written checks to this political organization that he kept getting uh, solicitations from. So one of the suggestions was to put both names on the checkbook. So don't let him just be able to write a check by himself. It has to have two signatures on it. If it has to have two signatures on it. Then you've got some backup there to say, okay, I've got to double-check this. Now, the hard part about all of this is when you, when we're getting older and and your kids are even suggesting that they be more involved in the finances, it can be a very touchy topic because oftentimes as as people get older, they start thinking, well, I can handle this stuff myself. I'm still just as fine. I've been doing this for 60 years. Surely I can do this again for another year or whatever. I'm not having any problems. It's easy to, to deny those things. But you need to listen to people that are, are close to you, especially uh, children, But also being aware that, okay, let's make sure those children aren't saying those things because they are planning on taking advantage of you. That's why more than one child can help. But I've I've been involved in a number of family situations over the years where there just weren't family members or children that, especially two, that the parents really had enough confidence in to share that kind of information with them. So sometimes it has to be a, a trusted friend or somebody else, uh, and even a financial advisor can help with that to a certain extent to say, okay, let's run these things by, uh, I've used myself as a scapegoat oftentimes. I said, look, if one of your kids asks you for money, tell them well, I have to ask my financial advisor about it first, especially if it's a larger sum of money. And so they come to me and I tell, I hear the story and I say, no, nope, you don't want to do this. And so then they can go back to the, Child or whomever is asking, even if a friend asks for that money and say, Well, my financial advisor said I shouldn't do that. Uh, he just gave me these reasons and he said, I, I just can't afford to do it, or whatever reason that we give you, but we're the bad guy now, not you. So you can maintain your friendship, but still not give the money, your money away that you may never see again. But of course, you have any questions about uh, subjects we've talked about today? or any of the topics we talk about in the program, any week you can always reach out to your financial advisor, your CPA or attorney, whoever you typically talk to for advice. Uh, We believe, however, it's very important to work with an advisor who shares your values and biblical worldview. So for more information, just call me, Mike Miller, 800-588-PLAN. That's 800-588-7526. Or send an email to mike at talkingmoneyradio.com.